0: The New Orleans Saints defense hasn't been letting things be easy for the offense, but when it comes to simulations in game conditions, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston bounced back in today's practice. We got all that and a little bit of Lanyap for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Huda Nation and Hootat Family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss the latest episodes and. If you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, you can head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, early inside information, and much more. And of course, join a community that I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can find me as a senior writer and reporter over at Sports Illustrated's fan nation site, Saints News Network, covering the New Orleans Saints. You can also find me every Tuesday on the Locked On NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints, Put a Locked On podcast, networking your team every day. On today's episode, we had a late practice with the New Orleans Saints today. That's why we're streaming a little bit later than usual. Appreciate everybody, whether you're catching the show live or you're catching the show later, um, Saints shifted to an afternoon schedule today, and for a couple of guys, maybe afternoon practices worked out really great. Brian Brazee, the New Orleans Saints first round pick. Looks to be getting better and better with every rep. We'll go over that as well as some more of our takeaways from today's practice. We're going to take a look at the young wideouts that are standing out. James Washington, wide receiver veteran, released to make room for Daryl Washington. What does this mean for some of the younger wideouts that have been uh, kind of showing up and showing out here recently? But first, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, put on a little bit of a bounce back performance today with an asterisk. I'll explain the asterisk a little bit later. But what we've seen over and over and over again all throughout training camp so far when it comes to New Orleans Saints is that the quarterbacks are playing well, right? We've heard everything about Derek Carr and Jay Kaner. We hear the highlights when it comes to Jameis Winston as well, but what we hear a lot more is that the defense is not making things easy for them. That didn't seem to be an issue today once the Saints got to their two-minute drill simulations. They've been doing this a lot, here over the course of the offseason and during the course of training camp, whether it's the end game situation, which is what they worked today. I'll explain the scenario and how everybody performed here in just a moment. Uh, But they've also worked into the half, all these other things with running clocks, having to you know try to go and get a game-winning field goal or a game-winning touchdown, whatever it may be. Um, And when the Saints went to that situation, Derek Carr excelled, and Jameis Winston excelled. Unfortunately, Jameis Winston gets a little bit of an asterisk, but it's not on him. I'll explain in a moment, but let's start off with QB1, Derek Carr here, because Derek Carr looked outstanding uh, throughout this drive. So the Saints started on their own 35-yard line with a minute and 30 seconds left. I got my notes, all the drive written right here, so forgive me if you hear a bunch of pages turning, but I want to make sure I'm giving you the right information here. Started out with a nice completion of Keith Kirkwood to move the ball down the field. Eventually got down to a third and five, however, but did convert that with a deep 23-yard pass from our math, at least thanks to uh, my good friend John Hendricks and I trying to do the, the quick math on the fly there. Um, a 23-yard pass down the seam between Derek Carr and Juwan Johnson. Now I'm just going to push the pause button here for just a second on this because what I want to highlight is the way that Derek Carr and Juwan Johnson continue to build their rapport with one another. Derek Derek Carr went to Juwan Johnson a couple times in the uh, Sunday preseason game throughout that first drive. We see the two of them getting very comfortable with one another constantly throughout practice. Spoiler alert, it's not the only time that we're going to see Derek Carr co- connect with uh, Juwan Johnson during this drive. So you come out of that, and basically you were able to call a timeout, they had some timeouts left in that situation. The, the scenario fully here was that the Saints were down seven to zero. So they needed a touchdown to tie or a two-point conversion to win. So after the big connection between uh, Derek Carr and uh, Juwan Johnson, we saw a connection two straight from Derek Carr to uh, to uh, Alvin Kamara. We saw two, two throwaways in a row. So the two throwaways happened because um, Peyton Turner got a pressure on a second and three. And then... Carl Granison got a pressure on the third and three right after that. So it got down to a fourth and three in the red zone at the 15. Remember, they needed the touchdown, not the field goal in this simulation. He ends up connecting Derek Carr does with A.T. Perry, who we're going to be talking about here in a little bit on a slant to pick up that first down timeout. They get back up there. Seven seconds left when the ball is snapped and it goes right back to Jawan Johnson with both Marshawn Lattimore and Tyra Matthew closely in coverage. Along the back of the end zone, you get the touchdown catch there. The Saints then lined up for an extra point. They they kind of simulated a penalty being called on the defense. So they went for the two-point conversion for a win, ran it with Alvin Kamara right up the middle. Boom, 8-0 to zero, uh, with no time left on the clock. That would have been a game-winning drive from Derek Carr, Juwan Johnson, and, and Alvin Kamara getting all that there. So the defense, like we mentioned there, didn't make it easy, right? Peyton Turner getting pressure. Carl Granderson getting pressure. You had some nice defensive plays throughout as well, but good to see what we saw in that first drive in a final drive simulation uh, from not only Derek Carr, not only Juwan Johnson, not only Alvin Kamara, the proven guys, but A.T. Perry, the young rookie getting involved there as well. Next, let's take a look at Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston started off the exact same scenario on his own 35 with a minute and 30 seconds left. It was a PBU on an out route by uh, I think I've, oh, by Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith made a couple of nice plays in coverage for the new Orleans saints. Remember they're looking to find that off ball linebacker behind Demario Davis and Pete Werner, Jalen Smith, the new addition there, uh, making a nice play there. Uh, this ended up getting all the way down to a third down. They convert it by uh, a pass from Jameis Winston to Foster Moreau to pick up the first down. They get, he gets out of bounds. They get all the way down to another third and three. They pick that up on a connection between Jameis Winston and Ellis Merriweather. That ends up uh, leading to a timeout. They get to uh, second and 10, first and 10, all these other pieces where they finally get a spike down. They go for the back of the end zone with, or actually the front corner of the end zone with uh, Adam Prentice. That ends up getting broken up by Zach Bond, who had good coverage there. But then it was the other young wide receiver in. South Carolina State University undrafted free agent wide receiver Shaq Davis who went all the way up for a catch and a land in the end zone maybe um, for a touchdown that was on a third and 10 from the 19 so a clutch throw really nicely placed by Jameis Winston you put it where only the wide receiver can go up and get it and hey when you've got you know Six foot five inches on you to be able to go up there and get it when you're Shaq Davis. Hey, go up and climb the ladder, young Buck, and that's exactly what he did. Ended up going over um, Demarco Jackson, but I definitely saw another defender back there. I think it was Ugo Amadi, but he's got size over both of those guys, so he went up there and got it. Now, if he asked me, he landed out of bounds, but he made that catch regardless, right? He, I think he landed out of bounds. It probably would have gone to a fourth and ten, but in this simulation, they called it a touchdown. And good, right? When you have control over it, just call it a touchdown. Let it be what it is, because he went and worked for it. Let it be what it is. So then the next play, they go for the two point conversion, and then again it's Jameis Winston going to one of the tight ends. This time, Foster Moreau in the back of the end zone. A little toe tap. The what is it called? Toe drag swag uh, that you got there with uh, Jonathan Abram in coverage. So excellent drives from both of these quarterbacks. The defense did not make it easy, but they continued to fight back. They pushed out of those third downs. They push through the pressure, all those other things, uh, and were able to come down into a two game winning drives, but which would have ended the game eight to seven in the New Orleans Saints favor. So big bounce back performances in day 15 of training camp for both Jameis Winston and Derek Hart, even though they technically struggled against the defense earlier on in practice. So really, really nice to see. And um, the other piece of it that was really nice to see wasn't just the quarterbacks, but it was the young wide receivers, A.T. Perry, Shaq Davis. They've continued to build highlights. They've continued to step up. And maybe that's why the Saints made a decision that they made earlier today. We got that coming up for you. I'll tell you what that decision is and why A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis continue to climb the ladder. Got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Put a Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our friends over at eBay Motors and Locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer have come together to bring you the best fantasy advice that you're going to get all season long, all throughout every single week. So with draft prep on the way, let's take a look at who Vinny Iyer has chosen and picked for us for this week's eBay's guaranteed fit player uh, fantasy pick of the week. I'm going to tell you about Gino Smith. If you're looking for a safe quarterback, That is that you can take as a starter late in your draft because you don't want to draft early at the position, then you can ride with Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith, who was the biggest surprise in terms of a fantasy quarterback in 2022, taking over for Russell Wilson. Uh, Smith took advantage of a great system that includes, of course, some fantastic wide receivers like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And this year, they're going to add the rookie Dynamo and OSU, the Ohio State University wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, Two, so that you know that Geno Smith is an established and solid option. Vinny Iyer over at Locked on Fantasy Football, along with Michelle Majuk, are going to make sure that you win your fantasy championship this year. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is all about players being the perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle with eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure that your car is running smoothly, whether you need air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, whatever you're looking for, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure that you get it the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what it is that you need for your vehicle the very first time. So go for switch gears, crank the AC. Don't worry about sweating if your ride just needs a little fixing up because now, you know that you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay's guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, all at the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items, only exclusions apply. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Young wide receivers are standing out. The young wideouts have chosen a standout, and it may have led to a big decision for the New Orleans Saints that they made earlier today. I appreciate you as always, all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day for everybody who's here live, everybody who's checking out the show later. Love y'all. Appreciate you. We've had a fantastic and super fun week here at Locked on Saints. And what I can tell you right now is that uh, with the exception of the days that the Saints are off, like tomorrow, We're not going to have a a -a two-a-day, but I will have a morning episode for you because I'm traveling to LA and then Orange County tomorrow for the Saints uh, practices against the Chargers. But I got to tell you, two-a-days for the regular season, not going anywhere. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming up for you here. I'll tell you about later on in the week. Uh, So let's take a look at these young bucks, these young running or running backs. Listen to me. These young wide receivers that are really, really standing out here over the course of training camp. A.T. Perry, the rookie that was, of course, drafted out of Wake Forest in the sixth round. And then, of course, Shaq Davis, the undrafted free agent rookie that comes in from South Carolina State University. Both of these guys are similar molds, right? They're big, tall, athletic players with more speed than you imagine, for sure, when it comes to both of them. Um, But these two players have just continuously taken steps forward. And that's what you look for during training camp, right? You look for the incremental improvements. That's the big thing that you're trying to find. And a big part of finding those moments and finding those improvements is tracking from the beginning of training camp, figuring out where kind of the issues have been for each of these players, and then finding out and watching for them to improve specifically those issues. Look, I don't need, thank y'all very much for the safe travel wishes. I appreciate you. Um, I, I don't look at AT Perry and Shaq Davis and say if they're not making big plays then they're not standing out. That that would be disingenuous of me. What I instead look for is what did they struggle with at the beginning of training camp or perhaps what led to their draft position or undrafted position throughout college and where are they now? Have they made improvements? And I think it's fair to say after watching AT Perry for now 15 practices in a game, after watching Shaq Davis now for 15 practices in a game, Shaq Davis and A.T. Perry are better now than they were day one of New Orleans Saints training camp. That's the bare minimum of what you can ask for, but it's really, really indicative if they wouldn't be, right? Like that's a big thing that you can't absolutely find uh, an excuse for, right? You, You would know that they would be in trouble. On the other side of that spectrum is the guy that the Saints just moved on from, James Washington. James Washington is a player that started off performing well in camp. And then kind of trickled off a little bit throughout camp, and then didn't really help himself during that Kansas City Chiefs preseason game. Now I know one of the targets that he had was a miscommunication between he and Jake Haner. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Sorry, that was stuck in my head. Uh, but if you if you add in sort of the drop-off that we saw from him over the course of training camp, it's not really a big surprise that the Saints ended up moving on from James Washington as the corresponding move to open up the roster spot for running back Daryl Washington. I see some questions about Jalen Smith. We're actually going to get to him here in the next segment. Give me just a sec. So when you have players like A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis, who are these young players, right? These young players who have who, who are performing well, but also have a higher ceiling than where they're performing right now, and you have the opportunity to continue to develop them, that makes it possible for you to be able to make a decision like what the New Orleans Saints just made to where they moved on from guys like Kiki Kuti, and they moved on from, uh, you know, James Washington. Part of the reason why you're able to do that is because of the way and the progress that you can see that is demonstrable when it comes to A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis. So I want to highlight the two of them. Where have we seen the A.T. Perry improvement? Well, first of which has to be drops, right? Not only did he have six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown in his preseason game, but he had only six targets in that game. So every time that a ball was thrown his way, he caught that thing. And remember, that was the big criticism around A.T. Perry coming into the NFL, focus drops. Not necessarily that he couldn't catch, but just taking his focus off, being worried about contact, little things like that, right? So I think that you look at A.T. Perry being a guy that has shown you demonstrable improvement as a guy that struggled with the concentration and the catches early on and now is making solid contested catches. He added another one today. He had a diving catch uh, that I marked off as one of the better plays of the day today um, in team drills uh, just because he needed to go out there and like lay out in order to get the catch, and he ended up making that happen. Now, we did see him drop one pass during the uh, two-minute drills, or no, sorry, it was one of the other drills, uh, one of the other team drills in the back of the end zone. You'd like to see him come up with that one, but also it was way outside of his frame, so him even being able to make a play on it was a big deal. So you love to see that part. But you place that pass appropriately for him, and then all of a sudden he's in a situation where that's probably a touchdown. Um... The next thing with Shaq Davis, the thing you were looking at is can he be where he needs to be when he needs to be there? I.e., can he get brushed up on the playbook? Well, him catching what was considered or called a game winning touchdown in simulation today uh, gives you a pretty good indication of, hey, where he needed to be, he was. Look, Shaq Davis is six foot five. When you have a third and 10 from the 19 and you want to take a shot to the end zone, you're probably going to Shaq Davis, especially when he's drawing coverage from a linebacker and a slot safety that's, a, that's you know way undersized, that's well undersized, half a foot shorter, more than half a foot shorter than him. And what did he do? He goes up, he makes the catch. He probably came down out of bounds, but let's give him the credit for making the catch. He also came down, landed on the ball, got the wind knocked out of him, eventually got up and was fine. Uh, but I mean, I, I just think that the growth that you have seen so far uh, from... A.T. Perry, as well as Shaq Davis, the both of them uh, have given you the confidence that you need in this room to be able to move on from veterans, two veterans now, as things have moved on from at wide receiver. And I think that the way that A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis have played is what has opened up the door for that. Now, it's going to be tough for, you know, we'll we'll see who makes the roster. You know, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Rashid Chahid are all taking up three out of the potential five wide receiver spots. We'll see what happens with Trey smith We'll see what happens with Keith Kirkwood, the guys that have institutional belonging and institutional knowledge and all that other stuff, familiarity, which tends to land players roster spots sometimes. But A.T. Perry, I think, deserves his spot. And Shaq Davis is one of those guys that you might be able to get to the practice squad if you needed to. But what if they keep six wide receivers? I think there's a chance that both of them can make the roster. So I think it's great. I think it's really, really good stuff for New Orleans. And maybe more veterans end up getting pushed out because of it. We'll see exactly how it goes. All right, coming up next. Brian Brzee continues to take steps forward. Jalen Smith looked impressive today uh, and more. We got a bunch of notes for you from today's practice coming up as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. Let's get it, that Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with everything that you need to know from today's practice. So I want to start off with Brian Brzee. Brian Brzee is a guy that I noted as getting in the backfield three different times during today's practice now understand that there are times where he's not on the field he is on the field stuff like that uh but I really really love what we're seeing from Brian Brzee he is clearly getting very comfortable in this system but also in his scheme and also in his pass rush moves his moveset his ability to string things together his aggressiveness his agility all all of it 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 just seems to be settling for Brian Brzee and it's been huge for the Saints remember the Saints had an exodus when it came to their defensive interior Contavious Street leaves Shai Tuttle leaves, um, David Onyemata leaves, of course. They had you know Marcus Davenport leave, who I know wasn't on the defensive interior, but was on that defensive line. So the Saints had so much um, kind of turnover and everything on that defensive line that it was a big focal point coming into today's, uh, or not today's practice, but coming into this season. And so when you see a guy like Brian Brzee immediately translating, that's huge. And that's what you want from a first round pick. Isaiah Fossey's got time to develop. Brian Brazee, first-round pick, you, you kind of got to be there now at some capacity. He's going to be a rotational player. They've got Colin Saunders. They've got Nathan Shepard. They've got Malcolm Roach. There's going to be a lot of rotation going on in the defensive interior, but you got to be able to show up, and so far, we have seen Brian Brzee showing up, so you love to see that. Um, he had a great pressure today in a key situation. This was a second and 10 uh, from the 42. This was during the uh, big two-minute drive for Jameis Winston. For he got into the backfield and was right there on him. But Jameis was able to find Jimmy Graham with uh, Zach Bond in coverage to pick up some pretty good yardage. They went from the 42 to the 19 on that play. So, a really, really nice pickup there. But I got to tell you, Brian Brzee was right there. I also have another pressure written down for him here on a pass breakup that came later on Isaac Yadam breaking up a pass between uh, Jameis Winston and Foster Moreau. The reason why Yadam was able to get in position to break up that pass was because. Of Brian Brazee's pressure. So you can see the way that this ends up translating is that it's not just about, Hey, look, he got the sack or Hey, look, he got the pressure or whatever, or he got the hit or whatever it might be. But it's also, can you make your defense better by getting in the face of that quarterback? And we're seeing a good bit of that from Brian Brazee so far. And really the rest of the defensive line, um, there was a play to where I wrote down that Derek Carr could have been sacked by Carl Granderson or Nathan Shepard or Peyton Turner. (laughs) It could have been any of the three of them because the coverage was so good on the back end that everyone was able to collapse the pocket. So these are the things that you like to see from the New Orleans Saints defensive line. So there's good things coming from there. It's not all said and done. It's not perfect by any means. They're not gonna win every single rep. We know that, but it's great to be able to chart like, okay, here, success, success, success. And I'm writing down more success for Brian Brzee here in day 15 of practice than I was writing down day one. That's incremental improvement that you wanna see throughout training camp. Uh, I want to highlight one more time. Jalen Smith looked really good in coverage today. Uh, had a pass breakup during the two-minute drill. Uh, had another couple of moments where he was able to get in good position and make some plays on the uh, make some plays on the ball. Um, I would only notch him with one pass breakup, but other times what I would call like passes defensed, to where he aided the incompletion, if you will. Uh, so it was great to see those moments. You know, Dennis Allen said the other day, "Hey, they're looking to try to find that backup." um, off ball linebacker, the coverage linebacker behind Demario Davis and Pete Werner. And then they went out and signed, uh, Jalen Smith, who's like entire brand is being a coverage linebacker. And everybody's going to talk about the injury from Notre Dame and everything like that. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I just keep saying that. Uh, but Demario Davis was back at practice today. He was around, he didn't participate, but he was there for stretch. He hung around all throughout kind of doing the mental reps thing and stuff. And so You're not looking at Jalen Smith as a guy that's got to come in and be a starter, but you do want to have somebody that can come in and help cover if you need to spell one of these guys. And so far, Jalen Smith, I think, is early making himself a part of that conversation. I won't say he's vaulted anybody, but he's certainly making himself a part of that conversation. A couple of injuries today. Neither of them seem like big deals and also positive injury news for you today. Yeah, there's a change. There's a change for you. Um, The injury news is that we saw Cesar Ruiz with a shoulder injury, as well as Taysom Hill with a... Uh, strained oblique injury both leave early neither of which are expected to be serious they get the day off tomorrow we'll see if they're out there for the first day of camp in orange county Uh, i have a feeling that that could be the case if not the second day of camp we'll see there but here's the really good injury news for you kendra miller who had a, a player effectively do a whole people's elbow on his knee uh up in that chiefs game last week um Got some good injury news, according to Dennis Allen this week. There were early reports saying that he would be missing a week or two. Dennis Allen says that he's traveling with the team to Los Angeles and that there's a chance that he's available on Sunday to play against the Chargers. Now, I'm going to pump the brakes on that. And I'm going to say that's a little optimistic, DA, uh, but we'll see. We'll see if that ends up being the case. But either way, even if he doesn't play against the Chargers, which doesn't need to, but even if he doesn't play against the Chargers... That's still good news to be on that kind of a timeline to where you know that he's effectively going to be back sooner rather than later. That's really, really good. Um, So very, very glad to hear that. The Saints did still bring in another running back though, of course, Daryl Williams, the former Marrero native, shout out to the West Bank back at Ames, Uh, but also um, you know LSU Tiger. He is now here in New Orleans. We've already seen him catch passes. We've seen him run during training camp, during practices, things like that. So uh, I think that he'll quickly get into the mix. And I think having Daryl Williams helps you out a ton because it means that you don't have to rush Kendra Miller back at all. You can let him come back based on his timeline, but hey, if he's available, that's good news. It's good news nonetheless. And how often do you get good injury news here in New Orleans? It feels like not very often. You've gotten a lot, actually, uh, in terms of some of these guys that, like DeMario Davis was back today. Uh, You know, you've seen uh, them be more careful with injuries than anything else. I'll tell you that Lucas Kroll was out in the back uh, during practice, Working on his own, working with trainers and things like that. So, not present at practice, dressed out, doing his own thing and everything, but still great to see all that. So, um, let me see if I have any other big notes for you. Saints using a lot of NASCAR packages today. So, we saw a lot of three defensive ends in that two minute drill. Uh, We saw some great coverage by Tyron Matthew on the back end. We saw some great coverage from the secondary as a whole on the back end. Um, Really, really good stuff uh, all across. Uh, But We'll we'll keep you up to date with with everything. Um, it, it was a it was a good day of practice today, and uh, I'm excited to see this team go up against some good names, some household names. Ju- uh, you know, I'm gonna call him I'm gonna call him Justin Abair instead of Justin Herbert, but Justin Abair over there <laughs> in LA, uh, you know, being able to go up against Mike Williams, being able to go up against Keenan Allen of the world, being able to go up against Bosa, you know what I mean? All these other things. So that's gonna be good practice for the New Orleans Saints. Not only they're going up against players that they haven't been going up against across from one another, but they're going up against some pretty, pretty solid players. We're going to do a more in-depth preview of that. I'm going to finish this live stream and then start recording tomorrow morning's episode because I'm flying out at like 6.45 tomorrow morning. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and get you tomorrow morning's episode where we're going to preview some of those matchups and some of the things that you should be watching uh, heading into those joint practices with the Chargers. But I appreciate everybody who was here live, over 300 people in the chat on a random... Tuesday night at nearly 9 PM central time. How incredible. Uh, I appreciate all y'all for being here live or being here later and catching the show. Uh, it's been awesome. So, uh, great stuff coming up for you tomorrow. We'll have another episode for you tomorrow morning. I, I appreciate y'all uh, again, as always, all you everydayers out there making a lot on St. Your first listen of the day every day. And I thank you very much for making me uh, a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show as always, please. If you see me say hi, especially while you're out, if you're, if you're a, Charger season subscriber for some reason, and you're out there and you see me at practice, please say hello. And as always, if you need anything else around or in between these episodes around your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you are living. let me know how you're and them. I trust you that nation. I'll holler at you.